Peter Michaels. Patrick Bateman. That is my name. How and many? Yours like, is yeah. How two. long do we have to keep doing that for? People should know by now, right? Well, I don't know. Do you ever do a radio show without saying your name at least once? Touche. Exactly. <laughs> I've been exactly. doing it for 20 some odd years. <laughs> um, Never which, mind. Which it's fair to say it's not your real name, right? Uh, very fair to say. Okay, yes. cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we won't, we we won't reveal more. We did get into the story of, uh, this is a quick offshoot story. Um, so Michaels, it's actually my middle name. Mm-hmm. But Michaels. To, Mike, well, Michael is okay. the middle name, okay. not Michaels. <laughs> Although my mom could have, so what happened was when I was born, like, and I don't know why they do this to a woman right after delivery, but sign this paper, sign this paper. Yeah. yeah. So when my mom signed that paper, she filled out my name and the Michaels or Michael was, uh, E A L. Right. 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 But then after everything else was done and everything else gets put in, she always spelled it A E L. Right. So that's just the way I was used to it my entire life. Until I wow. went to get a passport. Wow. And they're like, uh, that doesn't match the records. I'm like, what do you mean? You're it under doesn't... arrest. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I was I'm like, okay, wow. I guess I'm not crossing the border here. But yeah, it was a huge screw up. That's how you learned, eh? That's how I learned. And then you had to learn how to spell your, your name properly. Then I just kept it A E L. Oh, did you actually doing okay. it that way my whole life? All right. Well, um, that's your name. So congrats. Side story. Good. Sorry. Um, I you were saying that uh, we've got a birthday to mention. Yes, our good friends at Sawback Brewing. It's exciting. And you were kind of surprised. I said three years. Did you think it's been longer, shorter? I thought it had been lots, a lot longer because I feel like I've been really enjoying their beer for longer than three years. Yeah. Uh, I had a hazy blonde ale last night, true story, and it was delicious and tasty. I was, I was gaming with my brother, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm drinking this. And I was like, yeah, but I'm drinking this, and it's pretty guaranteed to be better than whatever swill you're drinking yes um but yeah three years just i don't know they're they've uh they've accomplished a lot they in their short time on this earth and grown a lot and they crank out some some great beers um they did I, I i haven't seen what they've got for their birthday beer this year but last year they did a birthday cake uh porter okay and they actually had birthday cakes baked up that got thrown into the really into the brew yeah. oh wow yeah man the world of craft world. brewing a mystery to me. So three years. Congrats to Sawback Brewing Company. Shout out to uh, Bose Barn Stage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tourism Red Deer, mm-hmm. and Go Services, Inc. for helping to support the show. Producers Ryan and Riley at Communal Creative Studios. Shout out. Thank you so much. We're Do up, a dab or two. We're up to episode Not a. a dab, like a smoking dab, but, you know, a dab of celebration. I think it's like this. I think that's what they do. What is it? A dab. Yeah. Could you show that one yeah, more like time? This? That's it's, a dab, right? Okay. Like this? Patrick shooting arrows. Um, in the communal creative <laughs> studio. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was very excited to chat with today's fella. He's got a new solo song out called Fade Out. Brandon Which we Wolf both kind of, and you texted me that mm-hmm. you were booking him. And I was like, oh, I just listened to his song. Yeah. And we're both like, wow. Like, it is an amazing It's really good. And then tune. I'd never heard his, his previous 2020 EP which is like, yeah, it's just solid. Yeah. It's really, really good. So he called in from Vancouver in this really cool looking wood panel studio. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, one of the best sweet. setups we've seen so far. Yeah, for sure. No offense to anyone else, but that was <laughs> sick. Uh, give us a, a like and subscribe on the Communal Creative Studios YouTube channel. Go back and watch, listen to previous episodes if you're not all caught up. I forget what number we're at now. We're in the, this is we hit the mid-30s. I think. All right. Brandon Wolf Scott, thank you for your patience. It's funny because uh, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to my pal Siobhan with SiriusXM, 
Oh, nice. And yeah. She said that you are a really nice guy. And now that we're 12 minutes late to the interview, we're going to find that out today. <laughs> oh, that's 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 kind of her to say. That's great. How are you? How are you guys? We get to continue the interview. That's yeah. good. I say he's he's successfully passed the test. I'm good. 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 <laughs> it's a lovely Saturday. How's your Saturday so far? Well, we've got the atmospheric river happening here in British Columbia, yeah. so uh, you know it's pretty pretty miserable. Ex yeah. Explain that to me because I did. I read it in an article the other day, and I've never heard that term before. Which is you heard the term? I heard the term. I read yeah. atmospheric river. Atmospheric river, and I meant to go and research a little bit more about exactly what that was. Yeah, it just seems like this really dense weather pattern that's just it just keeps hitting us now. I think there's three more we're expecting over the next couple of days, and and it's just heavy rain. It's just the way to describe a lot of it's rain. It's constant. It was like a month's worth in one day that hit Abbotsford and completely soaked it, and Merritt and Princeton and all those places. So it's pretty devastating. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to uh, a colleague in Chilliwack, and he had mentioned something about there's like a a, a lake basin that's been empty for about seventy plus years that is now filled again and now it's filled yeah yeah wow. so it's we've we've got some serious flooding going on here <laughs> yeah that's wild i also have a coworker in chilliwack who was kind of detailing how like it's for, for travel within the city it's essential workers only which wow. is, yeah. which is pretty crazy yeah yeah but you're i mean are you in vancouver brandon yeah i'm in vancouver yeah. okay yeah and you know i mean rain here is it's pretty normal it's yeah pretty run of the mill here but it's it's been extra dark and crazy though like it's 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 very wet so and have you know like how much has life changed with like being able to get products or gasoline shortages anything like that affecting yeah you actually it was, it was pretty wild the other night because we were coming home after like a late rehearsal and uh jeff our singer there lives in coquitlam so it's a bit of a drive and he had no gas this one evening and there was a crazy gas shortage and he can get gas anywhere it was it's a uh, I've never seen that before. It was weird. You know, even like when COVID was happening, it was like a weird gas thing. But this was next level. Like people were freaking out. So, oh, man, that's, you uh, know, something's up. And like, you know, I, I just feel really bad for all the farmers and their yeah. cattle and chickens and all these things. Like we're, we're like, I think maybe we should go vegan now. This is terrible. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, uh, might it, not have a choice in that matter. Well, that seems to be the way. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. But the panic buying thing is. uh bit silly i think you know yeah i was at costco the other day and noticed that there was no toilet paper again at costco again like, yeah oh that's my god this is like a year and a half ago wow but and uh, why would that be there I'm i know curious. well yeah, i guess we rely on you guys for our toilet paper stock yeah well there you go <laughs> um well it is pretty crazy to hear someone from vancouver and the west coast specifically talk about how much rain there is i will say I know it's bizarre. Yeah, it's. Uh, and we're we're not. I mean, have you you've lived in Central Alberta your entire life? Yeah. When was the last time we were reaching the end of December and you hadn't seen, like, an absurd amount of cold or snow yet? Oh, it's uh, very rare. Because the I was looking oh. and it looks like it was sometime in the 1950s. Mm. And I remember that actually winter really really well. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's uh, all across the board, but uh, yeah. you know we'll we'll put away the. Uh, you know, panicked apocalypse feels for now. Sure. And, uh, and we'll talk about you and what's going on okay. with you. You just put out a new song, which is, we were talking about it the other day, really good. Thanks. Thanks, um, man. And I hate being that guy, but like I, like I, I listened, I'm like, he wrote that for me. But I think I there's so many indeed, people yeah. that, that can relate totally. And especially coming out of a pa pandemic, how much time mm. are we sitting here doing this and not paying attention to what's directly in front of us? 
Yeah, I mean, we have uh, certainly a lot of distractions these days, more so than other days. But yeah, it's, uh, I hope, I mean, I hope it comes across as a, yeah, something that people can relate to for sure. Um, it was certainly like, it was because of COVID I wrote it. It was like the first thing I wrote once I hunkered down here. This is my little studio in here. So it was kind of nice to just uh, build that. We just kind of like moved into this place at the start of COVID, which was uh, actually quite fortunate. It was right before everything shut down. And uh, I just had a lot of time to make a cool little studio and get excited about writing. And and was there one moment that you kind of pinpointed that, that kind of led to the song? Or was it just kind of a culmination of just kind of noticing and people saying? Or was there one time where you kind of got in shit and like, hey, pay attention to me? Where you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I got to do this. Yeah, my partner's amazing. And she's uh, she's very good at calling me on my shit. So, <laughs> um, But I think it's just kind of my, uh, I accepted that I probably have some sort of ADHD problem here <laughs> where I, where I, uh, I gap out pretty easily. So uh yeah, she she got pretty frustrated, and we're in you know living in cor close quarters, and she was working here, and you know we're just it is it's a relationship thing, and I just wasn't listening a lot of the time, and it's embarrassing, and I'm glad she does call me on my shit. So uh, yeah, that was my realization moment, and I was like, oh, I'll I'll write this song about that. It it kind of fit for some reason. I was kind of always humming that fade out line, anyways, on my voice memos and things like that. It's nice when you kind of have a tangible line like that that you could be like okay sweet i can just create this song around that line now and and did the song voila. did the song work as you know some sort of apology in in a sense i think it's uh helpful for sure <laughs> you know <laughs> like here you go claire i'm sorry <laughs> did um, you present it in demo form or, or fully produced final edition? i mean uh, she's always um She's always kind of my, I always have to, yeah, show her. Okay. This is, this is, this is an idea. Should I keep going with this? You know, she's very honest with that stuff too. It's like, this is a bit shit brand, you know, that kind of stuff. She's English too. So nothing's, it's all cut and dry with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. She's uh, very helpful along the way. That's excellent. So with the term hologramming, can you, can you give kind of a, mm. a breakdown yeah, yeah. of, of this term? Cause it sounds like it, it was, it was born with you, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it's almost like a van term when we're touring. It's like, oh, brand's, brand's gone. You know, everyone's talking amongst themselves. <laughs> jokes are happening in the van. I'm just gone somewhere, you know. <laughs> oh, brand's, he's hologramming again. And yeah, it's that's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what, what a great term, relatable though. and so relatable. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, and that certainly didn't fit in the song, but I was like, yeah, you know, the guys will like that bit anyways. Damn, van terms. That's now, something we got to start inquiring about more. Is Claire off camera to let you know if you get hologramming on us so that we don't have to be the assholes and say, hey, it's true. It's true. Okay, I know. I've got to pay attention here. I'm gonna... <laughs> Eye contact is real. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, I okay. So again, I've said that the song is really good, and then I listened to something that I'd never heard before, which was your last EP, um, oh, cool. "Burden on Your Shoulders." Did you give it a spin? Oh yeah, I did. Fuck, man, it's it's great. Amazing. Sweet man, thank it's you. It's a really. I would uh, like please anyone out there go listen to that record because it's. Uh, yeah, it was. I was hologramming while listening to that record. Nice. Now I'm nice. curious how you feel about comparisons, and because we can get into it a little bit. I, you know, Yukon Blonde records had come out, and you know, read it sounds. You know, this album kind of sounds like uh, Blondie or kind of Talking Heads influenced. And with that EP, I had read. I think it was an Exclaim article that just mm -hmm. went all over the Harrison 
comparisons yeah, sure. and call it very George Harrison. Oh, really? Do you do you appreciate the comparisons, or do you would you rather just have that stand as your own creative content? Oh, I I mean. He's a he's a pretty good stand-up <laughs> guitar player. I'll take it. He's a good songwriter, um, and I, sure, I was uh, I've been really obsessed with playing slide, um, and I don't normally get to do it with the band much. So it was kind of uh, I just wanted to do, yeah, experiment with that kind of uh, sound, and it's very George Harrison. You know, I mean, he's kind of the guy to mimic if you're going to do it, and uh, I understand why people say it. It's great. Um, more so, I'm more of a Mike Campbell fan from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, though. So that's more my angle. That's I was really ripping on him, I would say, if anybody. But uh, I'll take the George thing. That's great. <laughs> Have you gotten into the documentary at oh, all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Go. I, I, gotta get, I was I gotta... just going to give you permission to open, open yeah, it up. Yeah. But yeah, go for it. You knew, yeah, it, was I, good. You knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I started episode one, yeah. I haven't got past that yet so wait no how many spoilers. how many hours is it uh, i think it's eight. Oh wow all together yeah. but oh, you damn. did get through the part because i there's a very interesting part where george just doesn't have a lot of confidence in what he's doing right he says you guys need clapton in here if you like i can't do these things i can't write like really that. You, you need clapton in here yeah he goes off on clapton yeah yeah he's a. Uh, I don't know george it's kind of a, a new light on george in that in that spotlight there it's like very much. you know he's He's I haven't a seen it yet. He's, he's a bit aggro there. So. I haven't seen I've, it yet. I won't, I won't spoil it. Well, no, I'm kind of. I'm curious <laughs> now. When you say he goes off on Clapton, you mean in um, like a condescending no, sense? Not or? in a 2021 sense of going off on Clapton. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, those guys were pals too. You know, I yeah, think he yeah, just yeah. Appreciated his skills, you know. But uh, yeah, he's certainly unconfident in that, or just tired. They all just look they tired. Look, yeah incredibly you know? tired that's wild and then you have you have paul who's so uh just on his game at that time you know he's writing the best songs of all time at that moment <laughs> i'm just gonna quickly uh do let it be over here for a second which and... is great there's that I, there's a you can hear paul just kind of start the piano riff for let it be and there's other conversations going on and they show all these other but paul's over here just playing away noodling away Working. on what will be one of the greatest songs in history oh, yeah that's crazy. and everybody else is just kind of milling about it's 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 a great fly on the wall. It's it's really cool to see. Uh, and I'm curious, like, is there any comparisons to your guys' creative process? Like, I think a lot of people are going to look at this and just think, oh, well, that's how bands write songs. Yes, compare yeah. yourselves to the Beatles, <laughs> please, Brandon Wolf Scott. I, well, it is funny because we had, like, rehearsals last night, and, you know, we, we jam in a really massive warehouse. We're really lucky to have this cool space here. And, um, yeah, it was funny. I think all of us had watched the night prior, and then you kind of – you're obviously inspired by that stuff. And so you come in and everyone's kind of dressed a little nicer than usual. And we all kind of come in. We're like, ooh, yeah, okay, all right. But there's a lot of moments there where you're just like, you feel that um, tension. And like, I know that feeling so well in a band scenario when you're writing. Like, it's such a vulnerable place to be amongst your friends. When you're writing, you have creative ideas. People aren't going to agree all the time. And yeah, I feel that big time in that documentary. They did a very good job of finding those elements. It's cool. The the remastering of the actual visuals looks unreal. It looks amazing. It's so yeah, I'm blown oh. away. I don't know how. Like I don't understand film, but even like at the beginning of the pandemic, I signed up for the Criterion Channel, which yeah. kind of does a really incredible job of, um, put not just putting out old film, but also touching it up a little bit. And sometimes I can't believe watching something from like, I don't know, 1930s, 1940s, and how mm -hmm. goddamn good it looks. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that Peter, it's Peter Jackson, right? Yeah. Managed yeah. to do this with the Beatles doc, but it's also like you see it and it's just it's very, very cool to see that with such clarity. It's vivid.
Yeah. Although I don't know if it would be taken as a criticism. It's funny. My daughter was watching, and she'd actually asked. She's like, Dad, did they color this? Was this filmed in black and white originally? Hmm. Which I don't know what she they saw may have in that. Done I, some coloring. I I, th- I think it was all filmed in color. Yeah, it would have been probably in, in the beginning. Yeah. Probably, but he did that with because uh, Peter Jackson had that big, I think, World War One. That's right. Doc of like remastered, retouched, and recolored footage a couple years ago. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what kind of technology goes into that, but it looks. I haven't and I haven't watched any of it, but it looks incredible. So I think that one of the big questions that many people are answering these days in their own heads is who's their favorite Beatle. Now I am gonna spoil it for Peter, but his is John Lennon. Do you, okay. do you have a, a single favorite Beatle? It's tough, man. Uh, again, I guess like I always kind of feel like I can maybe relate in a George way because I am a guitar player in a band. You know, I've got two very prominent songwriters in my band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I try and pitch some songs now and again, too. And I like I always thought he was kind of like a quiet guy. But in that doc, he gets a little, you know, he's, I was like, oh, he's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shut up, George. Um but I think Paul's probably my favorite songwriter. Oh, okay. I have to say. He's just like such a heavy hitter and all the wing stuff. And yeah. He just gets, you know, maybe his like uh, the way the media perceives him or how he like perceives himself in, in an interview or something like that. He's kind of like comes off as a little bit gross sometimes, you know? Right. Oh, What's... just a band. Yeah. You, know. Pete, you, you like, you don't, you don't dig the wing stuff, right? No, I'm, I'm okay You're with all of it. You're just 100% just, for John. I'm 100%. And, and that stems from my dad was a huge John Lennon fan. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of stood along with everything that John stood for. And yet, so I was really kind of raised. Do on you the like Lennon Ram? Uh, yeah, I can, yeah. You like Ram? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, Ram's good. Yeah, I mean, I'll, John I'll, Lennon, decent songwriter, you know, <laughs> had a few, <laughs> had a few pretty good yeah, songs. Yeah, did okay. He did, right. did okay. Well, and the other thing that's cool, too, is just to see some of those songs that were created in that session. We won't spend this whole time talking about the Beatles. Sorry, Patrick. Um, but just the very beginning of that, uh, uh, of the part one, is John singing Jealous Guy, but it's all completely different lyrics. So, again, just to think of a song like Jealous Guy that started out, you know, in that session. Yeah. That just got shelved for whatever reason. Right. And then John Bright. And there's a few other songs here and there that, like, Another Day, they they were playing Another Day. I know. Uh, I noticed that, that one. I was like, that's such a, that was cool to see that yeah. a little bit. I was like, oh, interesting. And all things must pass. All, you know, like yeah. all these songs that got shelved for a little while. And you're but like, again, again, you can tell that their focus was maybe starting to lean outside of, of course, just the four of them. Yeah. And you wonder what they were like kind of saving for that. Right. You know, they must right. be thinking about it. It's like, ah, oh, maybe I'll save that one. But yeah. And across the universe, that was a sweet little vibe in there too with that. Sorry, buddy. I'm just yep. I'm spilling all the beans here. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. I uh, I will watch it. I, I mean, I'm going to have to watch it sooner than later. Someone's going to have to give me their goddamn Disney login or some shit. Is that is it Disney or Apple? Disney. It's oh, okay, Disney, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, it, is, it is nice, though, after all of these years, and you've experienced it more than I have, to have a Beatles release that is actually new. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and I've got like tons of friends that are big, big Beatles fans who have all pretty much said the exact same thing. I thought I knew everything. Mm. Yeah. But watching this documentary, you get, yeah, so much more insight. Yeah. I mean, it really reminds me of when the anthology came out. That was such right. a, a fun time. And I was so young, but it was, I mean, if it weren't for that, I probably wouldn't play music, maybe. You know, you're like, had such a big impact when those came out. I remember and, that DVD crazy. box set. Yeah. So I think oh, that was, yeah. I think that one's 13 hours. If yeah, it was long. Yeah. 
don't know. But it's, it's and cool. I and I always maintain it as well. Like again, here we are, like sixty years after the fact of them starting. Yeah. yeah. And it's they're still influencing. Yeah. Yeah. It's because they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so are yeah. the cameras rolling during rehearsals now? Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, we've got a film crew going here. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps the heat on. Uh, what are you guys? Uh, you're just rehearsing for these upcoming shows with Yukon Blonde, or we we are. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of just learning how to play our new record, which is fun. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice to get in a room with everybody again, and uh, it's exciting. Wait, it feels sorry. Good. When you say new record, you're not well. Vindicator. It's like okay, okay, yeah. 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 Oh. But we've never the... really played them too much. You know Do what you I mean? We got to, to it play it as the pandemic record. Right. I mean, on, on, yeah, inevitably it is for sure. Yeah, it's weird releasing music during a pandemic. Yeah. That's that was bizarre mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so there wasn't any like follow up stuff. It felt like you know you're just kind of like here it is, into the abyss. But um, it's nice to make them uh, real. You know, we're playing them. It's it feels cool. And was the plan always to do a deluxe edition of it, or did you kind of do the deluxe edition just to kind of maybe get it back out there into the world again? Sure, it's like an invigorating market scheme yeah. for sure. But uh, <laughs> I think some of those songs that it was really hard paring that record down. There was just so many fun songs that we had, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to put those out anyways at some point. You know, there's uh, there's one Jeff wrote called "Birthday," and he he recorded everything on that song. Oh wow! None of us had anything to do with it really. We just kind of remixed it a bit, and and we just I was just always gun it for, it. and you know, I was like Jeff, that's like my favorite song of yours, man. It's kind of a quirky tune but it's so sweet and i'm glad it's out in the world so i'm glad yeah the deluxe stuff exists <laughs> and so you've got the one victoria show and then two vancouver concerts right yeah and one in nanaimo with right. uh Dwai from the zolas yeah were you at that show last night i am and i'm a little bit hungover so yeah <laughs> bear with me here it um, looked like a real good time it was a really good show yeah and uh the vogue is such a beautiful room and they i would assume it was sold out it was jammed in there that was like the most people i've seen in two years it was great yeah um i'm really proud of those guys yeah that record yeah. is uh that new zola's record is awesome yeah. yeah yeah and it's cool and uh it was nice to see like it's cool in vancouver you know the whole community of musicians come out and you get to hang out and mm -hmm. it's nice to see the said the whale guys and steve bays and all those guys you know it's good yeah zach we had zach on the podcast early Quite on early like on. Yeah, back in may or something yeah. but uh he told us about that shway band um, yeah you know i'm i unfortunately missed their set so okay. i'll i'm gonna be checking them out yeah it's uh it's some pretty cool stuff cool yeah that's sweet very cool stuff well i'm jealous because i didn't i didn't actually make it out to their edmonton or calgary shows and it looked like a real good time and dwy's dwy's uh uh record Killing is it. really good too yeah i can't I imagine have, have you ever done that have you opened for yukon blonde as yourself and then played played the set after no i don't think i have maybe once or twice but it was uh, a long time ago if it was but i don't know never really felt like something that would i don't know be kosher but anyways uh dwy for sure fits it's sweet how he can just do it as a stripped down two-piece boom boom it's great yeah and bronson were killing it i was loving it yeah it, it, it looks exhausting to me though yeah uh yeah they said it was pretty long days <laughs> they're loading in early last to leave <laughs> yeah it's funny not to i won't keep bringing it up but there is uh, a part in the, in the beatles documentary as well where they they used to play the cavern club for eight hours they would do oh, eight dude. hour long sets the cavern clubs when yeah. they were first going when they that first was like got a going. residency yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah just on speed eight hours eight hours 
Yeah. Could you imagine? No, I mean they got pretty good. <laughs> pretty <laughs> what good. Time practice. did they, their sets? I have start? no idea. Like if they started in the afternoon and just kept oh playing all night, I don't. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. imagine yeah, what yeah. scenario that would be. And all those like Hamburg days are just long nights. <laughs> Long nights at these bars, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you mentioned the show in Nanaimo, and from the band account, you guys had posted a picture of Graham from the last time you guys played Nanaimo, who oh, had yeah. an unfortunate incident uh, yeah. very close to a personal area. Yeah, it was bad, bad news. <laughs> was it <laughs> in intense, the van? Pretty intense day. No, he was, uh, he was living in Toronto at the time, and he came out to rehearse, and I don't know what we were doing, but we were at... Uh, I think we were just on our way to rehearsal. We stopped in for a coffee, and then uh, he had to use the washroom. So we went to a public library to use the washroom. And he puts his huge venti tea on the paper towel oh. thing and pulls oh it on God. his pulls it on his bare crotch. And oh man, he, he's, <laughs> he's just like calling me that day, just being like, "Brandon, I burned." And I I had to go in there and. Oh my God! I've never wait, seen something like that. Wait a minute! That. You was, had to go in there. I, I had to go. He was—he couldn't move. He was—I I had to call nine one one and God. go up to the front clerk and be like, oh, "My friend has burned burned his uh, parts here, and <laughs> we got to get an ambulance." And oh my God, man, he was in so much pain. It was crazy. I like his skin just bubbled. It mainly hit his leg, which was very good. Like, yeah, it could have been terrible, but no scarring. I can't believe it. It's amazing. He healed very well. What was you, but, what were you uh, doing like when you realized the severity of the situation? I didn't know what to do because I was like, "Oh my god, dude, all your skin's hanging off!" And I was like, <laughs> "I have to go get some cold something." Like we, I think when the paramedics came, we had to like rip his pants off and get him into a shower and just put cold water on him for a second to relieve the pain. You know, he was just gonna pass out from pain it was crazy but we had a show in a nine the next day and uh it was our first show with james and uh yeah that was his introduction to the band is like oh this is uh graham here he just burned his <laughs> crotch off <laughs> Oh my now, God. did anybody come walking into the bathroom while you guys are tending to this? Because that could have been a very odd look. I know. I know. I don't want to embarrass the guy. He's probably going to listen to this and be like, Brandon, <laughs> come on, man. Hey, it's on Insta I, the picture's there, on Instagram. So There was a guy in the next stall, and he was just like, Brandon, I might burn myself. I'm done. Like, and, yeah, he was just kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was... This is a good good time. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, man! Oh, and then so he did end up. That picture is from hospital, right? Like he was. Was that? Yeah, we we had to rush him to the hospital and get him on laughing gas immediately, and he was a a hoot after that for a bit. <laughs> oh my then, god, that sounds so painful. And then and played the show the next day. Yeah, he spent the day in hospital and kind of bandaged him up, and he he was staying on my couch that weekend, and yeah, it was intense. But shit. we bandaged him up, and he just had to. He was wearing my girlfriend's shorts there. <laughs> Because he couldn't put pants on. <laughs> uh, it was tough. But we got through the show. It was a great show. Yeah, that's uh It's a long way damn, to the top, dude. as they say. There's if so, you want to rock and roll. A few, yeah. few warning, warnings in that story, for sure. For not just yeah. other bands, but the uh, the average person. I won't yeah. even put my phone on that dispenser if I'm going to the bathroom. Because they're so... They're finicky. Yeah. They're finicky. I never look at them the same anymore. No, no. no. I'm always like, actually, that's a pretty uh, in military grade toilet paper dispenser. <laughs> I would put a drink on that one. Yeah. He, that sounds like it could have been from one of those absolutely horrifying like public safety commercials that they aired like ten years ago. Do right. you remember those? Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. I in mean, the, in the kitchen with the pot of boiling water and the slippery floor, like, oh, yeah. oh my it's, god. I mean, I think it's, it'll never happen to you. Yeah. Well. 
It definitely won't now because I will ensure I take every lesson from that story and apply <laughs> it to my real life. Oh, man. Was he nervous around coffees at all after that? or? Yeah, I think he avoided the tea for a long time. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, tea is always a hotter drink than right. it's. It just doesn't cool. It's crazy. Coffee, yeah. you let it sit for two minutes, it's cold. Tea, uh, though. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, are there any really other... It retains its heat. Are there any other uh, kind of lessons you guys have learned on the road that applies to today that you can well, think that, of? That's a really hard question. I don't know. The road is such a blurry time all the time, but... I don't know, man. That's that's tough. I really don't know how to answer that. Have I learned anything? I don't know. Uh... That story. He's, that he's, story does he's a good hologramming. Job. He's out. Yeah. I else. am he's, hologramming. There's no lessons to be. He's hologramming. Yeah. I don't know. An important skill to have when there's you know some trauma happening. <laughs> the ability to fade out. Exactly. I know how to put chains on a on a van pretty good now. That's that's a good skill to have these yep. days. That Coquihalla, man, it's it's a rough road. It's, yeah, I think certainly the worst highway in all of North America for sure. Is it right? Yeah. yeah. How, and what it like? So it's worse than even going through the the Rogers Pass. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, believe that. It's, it's insane. been forever since I've done the Coke. It's but, crazy. I mean, it's washed out now. So yeah. I won't yeah. be driving that. I'm glad you brought that up because I was DMing with Zach from the Zolas. I don't know that week because they had a few days off at home bef between their uh, Ontario dates and their Alberta right. shows. Yeah, I was like, "What's the deal? Like, are you going to be able to? Are you still doing the shows? Because yeah, there's no they, way they to drive here. Yeah, and they had to fly. They flew in a eh? okay. Yeah, I was wondering how they make those gigs happen, which but, uh, uh, would have been a lot more money spent than I think yeah. originally expected yeah, for, for, for shows sure. in the neighboring province. But uh, have you seen any, are there any like estimates on when, are th those roads still aren't open, right? Some of them open, I believe now to essential right. traffic. Yeah, yeah. Commercial traffic. Yeah, commercial? and I think I think there's a, toilet paper. there's a highway, the Hope Princeton Highway. It's just like a longer route to Kelowna. I think you can get through there and it's now. A one, I think a one lane? It's, it's a one lane. Yeah. yeah, I take that one to my parents' place. They live in a Soyuz kind of on the border. Cool. And it's a nice drive, but and it's lower level, so it doesn't get as bad as like snow and ice and all that stuff. And, but the coke is so high, and it, it's just always shitty weather up there. Doesn't matter. It's like springtime, and you're like, "Yep, we hit ice somehow." <laughs> Going downhill for like an hour and a half on the way to Vancouver. Yeah. That's how I yeah. felt about my exactly. Coca-Cola drive last yeah. summer. It was crazy. It was fun, yeah. but yeah. I was also in you know a small car, not a touring yeah. van, in the winter. How's uh, how's Red Deer doing? You guys, uh, how's Alberta doing? Well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> we we bouncing question. back here? Yeah, I know, I know. It depends who you ask. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All I see are blunders. There's yeah. a lot of blunders for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blunders. A uh, lot of uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of separation. A lot of yeah, just a lot, a lot of fighting. Of division. A lot of division. Yeah. A lot of division. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it well, seems that's... that way. But the the nice thing is that we're starting to get shows back. Yes which is yeah. great, like actual great. real shows, which is a lot of fun. And I was trying to think, the last um, the last time you guys were in Red Deer, I want to say, was with the Zolas, which would have yep. been 2018 at mm -hmm. 2018, yeah. It was uh, really close to Christmas, I remember. That's yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. It was early December, and then it was just, uh, I think, the year before that with Rural Alberta Advantage. You guys yeah. played at the Memorial Center. Yep. Oh, the, that, the show. Right, that. Right, that show. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, those guys are Alberta sweethearts. Yes. So that was a great tour with those guys. And they do well everywhere. They yeah. took us on a full, basically a year tour. It was amazing. Like we got to go to Europe with them oh, and wow. all over all over America. And uh, yeah, the crossover they have in America is insane. Like I guess the Saddle Creek label thing 
pitchfork stuff really maintains a lot <laughs> when it comes to ticket sales in America. It was cool. It was, it was uh, and, and it was yeah. the full route too, right? Like you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. East, it was uh, southern, western. For sure. Yep. Did the whole kit and caboodle, and uh, and Europe was insane. They're they're very uh, very love band. It was cool. I I uh, I love them so much. I think because their shows are very heavy. I find. Yeah, they're an engaging live show for sure. Man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it can be pretty hammering at times. Yeah. I, oh, fuck, I love that band. Yeah. yeah. Very good. One, one of my favorite encores that I've ever seen of any bands anywhere is just when they do Terrified, mm-hmm. and they just kind of get the refrain of Terrified going, and then they mm-hmm. walk off stage, and then, you know, the, the audience is clapping, and then the audience gets the refrain of Terrified going, so you got, like, whatever, four, five, six hundred people all doing right, that right, refrain, right. and then they come back on stage and then just pick up with the audience is gorgeous it's pretty cool to see yeah their fans are diehard fans it's yeah. cool so what's uh you've got these we talked about these dates coming up just around home but what's uh do you, you mind sharing any thoughts I on mean, what 22 looks like for you that's kind of just penciled in so far that it's just we got these shows we're gonna like hopefully get some you know some more dates in the spring um we've started writing again nice which has been nice you know we're kind of consistently i mean jeff's cranking songs and all the time it's amazing mm-hmm. um and we have a really nice little studio space, like I said, that we uh, we just get to go do Beatles stuff. <laughs> just go in and hopefully write some songs. And I think we'll just tinker away at that over the next little while for sure. And what's the plan with the solo stuff? Is yeah. there like another EP that will follow with Fade Out? I'm hoping so, yeah. yeah. I've I've got to tie up some loose ends and it just felt like a, a good time to put that song out. It felt like a fall song just since I wrote it. You know, I was just like, oh, you know, if I ever do release it, I want it to be kind of a fall vibe for that one um so that worked out really nice um and i have a few yeah that i'm sitting on that i just really need to um take my time with and i don't want to rush it and you know i want to just want to stay excited about it so it's cool I, I really like doing the solo thing it's nice and then plan to maybe tour solo at some point i would love to yeah, yeah i've been um i mean i had dwight in my band and i had Graham from our band drumming and Rebecca was playing since and it was kind of a nice hodgepodge of Zazolas and Yukon yeah. in my band and we did a few shows right before the pandemic and it felt so good to play them live and uh, everyone's just such good players so yeah I would really love to do that and I don't mind doing it just stripped down too like I, I kind of like yeah. doing the, the singer songwriter style live thing as well you know it's fun um, it's just different from the band thing, so it's cool. You've got uh, you're you're at home right now, right? This is your home studio yeah. that you built during the pandemic. You've got a few guitars that we can see, yeah. But I don't believe I see the guitar you took swimming in the ocean oh. for the music video. Oh no, oh. never mind. Okay, so uh, there it is. Yeah. Um, now I this don't... has a funny story actually. Well, let's let's hear it. Yeah, this is uh, I mean, Sirius XM is not going to be too stoked, but this this. <laughs> This was actually a, a Sheepdog Award. This was their uh, SiriusXM Album of the Year Award okay. <laughs> in 2000, 2012. And uh, we were at a Dine Alone backyard party. They had, it was right when we got signed, I guess, yeah, 2012. What, yeah, it would have been 2012. We were doing our Tiger Talk kind of tour cycle and stuff. And they always had these really great backyard parties um, at the label house. And the Sheepdogs were like, pinnacle of their rolling stone success at that point yeah and uh i you know we became really good friends with those guys and i was like ryan i'm so broke man like i 
I'm living here in Toronto for a little while. And I want to do some writing. I don't have an acoustic. I was like, can I borrow an acoustic? Do you have one kicking around? He's like, actually, we have, I think we got three of these from Sirius XM because they're all these awards at Dynalo. And he's like, just, just take this one. And I, I wrote my whole first EP on this, on this guitar. And, uh, oh my and, now God. and now it's gone swimming and it's really salty. Yeah, but, I was wondering. Uh, so what kind awesome. of, what kind of guitar is it? It's just kind of a cheaper model Korean made Epiphone jumbo body. Okay. But um it actually sounds it sounded really nice. <laughs> um but I was thinking, I was like, oh, visually that'd be really nice to do something fun and chuck something into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't tell I couldn't tell. It almost seemed like you were trying not to totally sink it in that. Video. I didn't want to. No, no, no. I didn't I was like, oh, I want to retrieve it. It's sweet. It's a sweet old guitar and it's got a lot of good memories behind it yeah. yeah yeah and then you just left it out to dry afterwards yeah i actually put it next to my like we have this little fake fire thing in my living room and right. I, I put it beside and we could hear it drying out and the strings would crack and i was oh like oh God. so i like loosened all the strings but you could just hear the wood cracking away as it dried out <laughs> yeah so is it I pretty warped right now you know it's not as bad as i thought but you certainly <laughs> certainly can't play it anymore you can't play it okay that's and all amazing. the tuning, all the tuning heads have gone really rusty from the salt. So, oh man, okay, all right. At Pacific, she's salty. Yeah. So don't yeah. go swimming in the ocean with an acoustic that you plan on keeping in. Top yeah, form. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think it would survive, but that's okay. At the same time, that guitar is now immortalized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. had a fun story. That guitar deserves uh, belongs in some sort of, I don't know, Hall of Fame historian house of of music. Yeah, I don't remember if, I mean, I don't know if Ryan even remembers giving it to me. <laughs> I, I don't know if I was supposed to give it back. I feel really you're, bad. You're now. about to get a call next week. And, hey, remember I, that guitar? Hey! <laughs> but uh, love that guy. He's the best. So, yeah, we had thanks, a good time chatting with those two yeah. uh, a while back as well. Yeah, they were the first concert I got to see back here. They they played a great show at the Malcolm Bowl downtown in Stanley Park, and they ripped it. It was you, amazing. You mean this year, like this past summer? Yeah, it was like, uh, when was it? Early September or something? Right, or okay. maybe late August? Yeah. They had that little gap where it's like, I don't know, passports weren't there yet and all that kind of stuff. They just got in there. It was great. So it was like a full cap Malcolm Bull show. I was like, wow, this is really wild right now. That's crazy. Do you have any wicked. other show plans coming up? Just like personal shows that you're you're excited to get to? Um, I have tickets for Caribou, who I'm really yep. excited to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that one's cool. Uh, there's this band called Loving from Victoria that are coming through. You should check them out. They're really good. Loving. What kind uh, of what kind of band is that? I don't even know how to describe. They're just like they're pretty mellow. Really good drum sounds. Just like kind of it tweaks all my like recording things. I'm always like, how did they get right. these sounds? I'm like referencing it all the time. Um, and then this guy Chris Cohen's coming up from L.A. If you're we're deer hoof fans i don't know oh okay he's, yeah, yeah he's he's cool he's got a really great just project he's a good writer a good really good guitar player and he'll be playing at the billmore here sometime in march i think oh, you got some great plans um yeah that, have the mother mother dates happened i imagine when mother mother has a show all of vancouverites get you know yeah the... they have like four i think at the orpheum that hasn't happened yet the orpheum no yeah okay yeah they're doing it but it hasn't happened yet i don't know yeah no, I don't think it has. I think it's like the uh, first week of December, if I oh oh, it's coming up correctly. real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah, those guys are like 
rock star status now. It's crazy. Yeah, it is they, wild. They exploded. It's cool to see. Yeah, are you guys on TikTok it. yet? I think I better get on there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta figure it out. You I've got this go- little neighbor girl upstairs actually, who's made an account under my name, and she films my dog and makes cool videos with my dog. So I was like, huh, okay, I don't know if I should have my name on this or what. What's going on here? So, <laughs> Damn. Okay, so there's... she's very good at it. So I, I, I'll take lessons from her. There's a Brandon Wolf Scott. A kind of sort of impersonator on TikTok then. That's right. Yeah. You'll see my dog. I was going to say, we. <laughs> I try to get the animals out on as many podcasts as we can. Is George kicking around there somewhere? Or? Um, She's pretty, she's snoozed out in our living All room. Right. She's uh, she's getting old these days. But um, yeah, she's only eight actually. She's, she's fine. But she went really gray the last month. It's cool. She's got that distinguished look, you know. Yeah. Is it George after the aforementioned George? No, we we just we, she was just Georgie. We got her oh, from, okay. uh, adopted her from uh, Mexico. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. She was brought up with uh, this guy who was working down there. Found her in the desert. Brought her up. Boom. We got a dog. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. And and your your dog from Mexico has a has a TikTok under your name. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be a famous dog. <laughs> Follow it up. I mean, Pete Pete's uh, been slightly half obsessed with tiktok for the last year i'm shocked you haven't created one for i'm your, not your own even dog. close to being ha- I, d- I do find there's some things about it that are fascinating i will not go anywhere near it yeah um okay. but there are some things about it that are fascinating and i mean like the tragically hip now have their tiktok led zeppelin just got a tiktok yeah wow. yeah which i now what the fuck does that even mean which i would think would mean that that should be the end right like once all the old guys get on it the yeah that's that's kind of the first death blow for a social media platform it usually is yeah like facebook is destroyed now so right yeah um and destroying (laughs) and destroying yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i like the editing features on it it's pretty cool that's what i've heard it's it's pretty odd do you remember vine barely i never i i I feel like i missed the vine boat which sucks because i do have some content creators that i learned about after vine that i really appreciate now but it seemed yeah, cool. We, Did you use it? We dove in deep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and it's such a shame that all those videos are. I think they're I guess I guess they're gone now. But we had some hilarious stuff on there. It was it was great because you could do this. Yeah. The stop and start editing feature and it it was so funny, man. It was good. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I it I just would never never caught on. I wouldn't mind seeing like uh, mashups of footage from this Beatles doc with whatever the hell Yukon Blonde is doing in the stu- <laughs> in the their rehearsal studio. It's with true. Their... We should do a back back to back argument. You won't session. even be able to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll forget which band you're watching. We're probably going to see so many Beatles covers over the next few months and year because of this documentary. Yeah, I, I mean Jeff Jeff immediately got so excited, which is great. I mean that's the best bit. But he's like, okay. I gotta do a wings night. I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta do a wings cover. But he's been wanting to do it for a really long time, and I, 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 I would be down. It'd be great. It'd be a lot of work, but it'd be sweet. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Have some fun with lots of auxiliary percussion. Oh yeah. All sorts of sounds. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I'm curious. Can you tell me or us a little bit about Stacy? Oh sure. Yeah. Um, well, Stacy's my friend from originally Toronto and uh, now lives in L.A. Oh okay. Which is a, a smart move on her behalf. Right. Um, she's kind of like, I just live vicariously through her. She's just always doing cool shit in LA. I'm like, wow, man. You know, she did the Neil Young thing where she just picked up and left. And, right. And she's a good songwriter, so it's cool. Uh, it's cool to see her just bloom down there and meet cool people. And um, 
yeah, I reached out to her because I needed a, a female voice on this Neil Young song that I did called Razor Love. Okay. Um, and I, I was singing the lead and I just, it just didn't feel good. You know, when you want to kind of recreate a cover and make it your own. And I was like, ah, oh, it needs a female voice. And I just kind of cold called her and I was like, I saw some stuff. I listened to her tunes a lot and I was like, ah, oh, she's got a great cool voice. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she'd be down. I wonder if she'd, I don't know, be into it, but, um, immediately was down and sent me a great voice recording back and I, I just I used her first pass it was great it's <laughs> like this is sweet and we just became friends and um, I got to go down and, and write with her which was a, a really cool experience because I've always kind of you know it's that dream scenario where you're like ah oh, go to LA and write with someone yeah and uh, she was living in this beautiful old house that she was renting and it was great it felt so nostalgic her whole vibe is 70s to the max she lives and breathes it's so cool and uh yeah i was just like oh let's just write some like carol king style tunes man this is great (laughs) that's so sweet so like do you do you have to kind of change your perspective to prepare to write for for that specific style no i mean that's kind of my wheelhouse i I like i like that stuff it's (laughs) classic songwriting is my favorite kind of way to approach music so um, with her, it was really nice, and and I really like harmonies. So it's it's really nice to sing with someone who can, who gets it. You know, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah. It's very easy. I've I've done, you know, certain songwriting things with people where it's it's not easy, and it's, you know, within the first couple of minutes that it might not work. You know, right? And it can be quite awkward. But her, it was just like all the references were bang on, and it just felt like I had known her for a long time, which was cool. That's awesome. It's uh, and so you you co-wrote and produced a good chunk of that record that came. I think it was May May of this year it came out. Yeah, yeah, it did. She came up to Vancouver to finish her record. Um, we had James who mm-hmm. plays bass in our band. He's he's a very good engineer and mixer, and he he did a lot of heavy lifting with uh, a lot of those songs. And we just kind of yeah sculpted her songs around. And most of hers were you know she had them pretty pretty much dialed. It was just kind of putting some odds and ends here but yeah we wrote that one woman song together Mm. that one from the ground up was great and i I recorded kind of everything in this little room here for that and that was a great experience so that was kind of the first song that we wrote together and it was it felt good yeah it's a pretty cool record too i'm i'm really digging that vibe it's uh it's fun to fun to go and listen to a new old kind of sound if that makes any sense she's great at it and i think she pushes it into kind of the pop world mm-hmm. um where it makes sense and it doesn't feel you know doesn't feel strange it's it's really cool <laughs> I, th- I think she can i think she'll be great you know she's gonna she's gonna blow up how long was your session in la with her oh it was only like four days okay it's great and you we were wrote just working two, the whole time or were there two certain... songs so for four days yeah it was oh. great uh, i remember getting there at night and we had some wine and just kind of crushed a tune that night Oh, it man. felt great revisited in the morning it was like yeah this song's sick and then uh <laughs> later that afternoon it was like kind of you know she's a good piano player so you're kind of fumbling around and uh, and one woman kind of just stumbled out and she had that great lines like one woman cool we can make this work and yeah, it was great it felt very uh it was very cool is it as easy to write your own solo music as what you just described I think sometimes it is for sure. I, I've really, really struggled during the pandemic. Unfortunately, it was like one of those things I was so excited to have time to just focus. And it was great. And uh, it, it got to me. It was really, I, I think just not having any uh, life experience 
you know, like I love touring and meeting people and you just learn from other people and I don't know. So it was just, I, I got in a real bad headspace, but fade out was like a really easy one. And it was like, as soon as I got this all set up, I, that one just kind of fell out and I was like, sweet. It felt so fun, but really good. Um, and I remember just being like, okay, cool. This, you know, this works. This is, this is a working studio. I can make this happen. And then I just tried to write more and it just fell apart really quickly. Damn. And, uh, but it was okay because we had Vindicator, Vindicator coming out and I got into like uh, making videos for the band's rollout, which was okay. really fun. So that kind of kept me busy and creative. And then songs started to come back again and it was nice. And you kind of stress yourself out with um, writer's block. It's like, as soon as you think you can never do it again, it's, stuff starts to seep in again and it's, it's cool. Is that something like, that can keep you up at night? Oh man, dude, I never sleep. It's brutal. Like ever <laughs> and in general? <laughs> I'm I'm a terrible sleeper and I'm always the, yeah it's like all your fun ideas kind of come at 3 a.m. and and I don't want to disturb my partner and we kind of live in a small place it's not like I can really go downstairs or something you know okay. it's just to like flush out an idea like she'll hear me in here and I yeah. just yeah it's it's tough with that stuff and I'm constantly thinking about yeah life I guess you're just like fuck but yeah I don't sleep very well <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. You know, you started, you kind of mentioned it earlier on in this conversation, but uh, it sounds like kind of an ADHD self-diagnosis. Is that, is that right? Oh yeah. There's something going on. I'm, I'm pooched. Is that yeah. something you've yeah. known for a long time or? Uh, I think, I think it's really, it's really starting to show its true colors for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, recently. And like, uh, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty anxious, unfortunately. So I, I got to deal with some things, which is cool. I'll, I'll deal with that. But not um, uncommon. Well, and no. Because, again, same thing. My wife watching the Beatles documentary, she was like, like, I don't know if I could be around those people because they're always moving focus elsewhere. It seems to be a pretty common thread, which I, I don't know. Yeah. What, how, how does that play into the creativity part of it? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's hard. It's like a confidence thing is tough. Um, yeah, making things that are interesting is really hard and just – yeah, I, I constantly think about that way too much. Yeah. Just overthinking. That's mm -hmm. the main thing. And I think that just feeds into my own anxieties. And you're like, Phew, buddy, you could, you're okay. Don't worry. You know, you really have to remind yourself. That's certainly what this song is for me. It's like, just, you're all good, dude. Just focus at the task at hand and get through your day, you know? I'm curious, you mentioned doing some video work for the band. Now, you studied uh, photography at the U of Vic. So what kind of role does oh, wow. photography still play in your life? uh not so much photography anymore um yeah i did a brief stint at art school but i think just yeah something about visuals is something i'm uh, I've always been really interested in um I, it was kind of just a luck of the draw thing where i was like i really wanted my project to be very diy i don't really want to do big budget stuff anymore i'm mm -hmm. kind of over getting other people to try it's i'm always disappointed i guess mm -hmm. so i just was like, ah, you know, I'm going to just try and figure stuff out. And it was a nice learning process. Whether it's good or not, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just, I like it. I was like, cool, sweet. This is fun. Um, and then I recently got like a really fun little Super 8 camera. I know that's very in vogue right now, but uh, it's really fun to mess around with. Um, I don't know anything about the world of photography. Is that something that you still pay attention to? I think I appreciate real photography for sure. Okay. Yeah, like, like we usually try and get all our press photos with proper film and right you know I, I, it's just something something cooler about it than 
than digital. It just feels real. And I think you said you had to send the film out to Toronto to get developed? Yeah, there's only one spot in Canada that does actual film processing here. It's crazy. Um, wow. And it's been yeah, like for, that for, for a long for time video. now. Yeah. Well, there's one in LA as well. Um, again, it was just like, I didn't really want to deal with border issues and US pricing and things. It's very expensive though. It's 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 a little ridiculous for like, this for instance is a small Super 8 package and that's $80 right there. Oh, so you're just Joe. like three minutes of footage. So when you're doing a music video, you can't blow it. You really got to storyboard that shit and uh, not blow it. But oh my God. Anyways. All so right. then when you move up to like 16 millimeter, which is great, we've done some Yukon stuff on that and it's just very pricey, but it's cool. It, it just looks better. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds appealing, but uh, it sounds too pricey for, for a habit that I'll... I'll We're not going to start filming the podcast. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get it on some yeah 16 millimeter <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Oh man. Well, um, uh, what you got? Anything else? Pete? No, no. I we appreciate your time. Hey, uh, thanks, man. And thanks for being hungover and doing this. That's great. The question's been answered. Feel... What was that? What was the question? Is, is he a nice guy? Oh, he, yeah. Oh, Siobhan was and right, I, and then some. I, I passed the test today. Yep. Yeah, you passed the test. Thanks. <laughs> uh, thanks for for hanging out, man, and and uh, all the best you of bet. luck with those shows in the hey, next couple of weeks. Uh, they sound like a lot it. of fun. And we look forward to getting you back into Red Deer sometime. Yeah, man. Great Value Village there as well, by the way. God damn. We, we, we need to get them as a sponsor at the rate that they get mentioned on this show. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Every time we go to Bose, we uh, got to stop into that value Which village. is crazy because I one summer I uh, I hit up, I think it was like Value Villages. It was definitely four provinces. And mm -hmm. I went to one in Vancouver at the bottom of... I think it was commercial in East Hastings, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. It's like probably Mintage. Yeah, which that was one? like... Or, a magnificent value village at the time. Did you like it? I really it's did. It's bad now. Yeah, it's pooched. <laughs> it's way way overpicked. And then there's one up on Victoria. Next time you're here, we'll go to that one. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, no, my buddy, I think he still wears his like vintage 80s sun ice jacket that he copped from that value village 10 years oh, ago. Oh, very nice. Good find, yeah. And maybe the last good find there, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that one in Red Deer. It's uh, stocked full of good stuff. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe That's we'll it. we're doing we'll we're doing do a trip a to the village. We'll do a TikTok yeah. video with the uh, yeah. It'd be Econ worth Blum. it. Yeah. Be good. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure Thanks. chatting with you, and, and you have a great weekend, man. Thanks, man. Thanks right. for having right. us. Thanks, Thanks all right, Brandon Wolf Scott joining us from his home studio in Vancouver. Now I had a feeling there would be some Beatles discussion. Of course, there's going to be. It came out it, like two days ago, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Because it's pretty much it. and he and he posted about it. It's yeah. pretty much been taking up my almost my entire world the last couple. Are of you days. finished Just, it? No, 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 oh, no, no. no. Okay. I got to do. I it like somebody else had said that they had to like stop and take a little bit of a because it is. It's eight hours all together if you're going to watch the whole. Is it thing. uncensored? It's a completely uncensored, and the Beatles made the band made it that way. Disney wanted to edit out some of the swearing and whatnot. really, but yeah, like and I mean, somebody's lighting up a cigarette or a stogie all the time. Like Ten seconds, uh, and uh, and yeah, definitely the language is there. So they were adamant they wanted it kept as real as possible. Huh. Well, I'm excited to check it out. I think it'll be yeah. It's a good look. Time. If not, even if like at first I was like, ah, I don't know. If you're not really a fan, yeah, this is just them for hours noodling away on all these songs that we know and love. But if you're just kind of casually into it, but I mean, it's honestly a lot more look at the psychology of the people 
that are involved that is the real story as opposed to the music. If you love the music, you're going to love all of that stuff. But even just to, to see the interactions between yeah. these four guys and then everything else that's going on. I think the psychology of it is really the biggest mystery of the Beatles now, though, right? Like with all the information that's out there, all the historians and, and mega fans, the kind of drama or personal relationships of the band for the last, what, five years? What, like what... Uh, what this is right before their. This is the last record they wrote together, right? Uh, like in the same room. Yeah, Abbey Road and Let It Be were so Let It Be came out last, right. but Abbey Road was technically the last. Right, 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 that they had right. Done. Yeah, but oh. yeah, that's it's all it's all all of it is all towards the end of them. Of being them be, um, real good being, friends. Yeah, and, and then the other thing is too is we've we've always had other people's perceptions yeah, of yeah. what happened in that room. Yeah. And now you get to go in and see for yourself exactly up security footage, there. basically. And, and I will say straight up, I mean, Yoko takes Yoko's been the brunt of many, many jokes and everything all through the years. At least through the first parts that I've seen, she's not. She's sitting there. Yeah, she's not doing anything. She's not getting in the way. She's not trying to have her input put into it. Yeah, she's just sitting there. I've always thought that that was a bunch of dog shit, just like projecting. And I mean, I am sure she had some creative influence over the years or the time she was with John, but to think that those guys would let that specific right. circumstance or relationship. And Ringo's wife was there a bunch, and Linda came in, and she's snapping pictures yeah. of everybody while it's going on. So, yeah. Anyways, cool. Yeah. Very interesting. I will check that out. So, And I, it was great to, to kind of talk to Brandon a little bit about that as well, because when I went back and listened to that AP, I was looking at some stuff for it, and again, the, the Harrison comparisons yeah. were there. And I've, I'm always curious how an artist feels about being compared to another. Right. Well, he seemed to be into it. Seemed to be into it. I mean, again, real nice guy. Be compared to somebody, real nice guy, funny guy too. Yeah, yeah. And he did. that fucking and he was, tea and he, story is insane. And he did that while hungover. That's great. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, thanks to Brandon Wolf Scott for joining us again. Check out his song "Fade Out." It is fantastic, and uh, it's kind of refreshing to hear someone just be like, "Hey, I wrote this song. I thought it was pretty good, and I put it out, and I don't really right. have plans for what's next." Yeah, no tour. There's no like big marketing machine yeah. behind it. It's like, yeah, I worked on it. So it was great. Just a good tune. And he, he's not wrong. It is great. So check that out, and uh, make sure you give us a like and a, a like on our the Road the Stage so, social media accounts, as well as on the YouTube channel, Communal Creative Studios. Like and subscribe there, please. Comments and shares help a ton as well. If you yeah. like what you see, let yeah. other people know about it. If you don't like what you see, well, I don't think you can actually dislike a YouTube video anymore. So, too bad. I might. I think that's the case. There's still a thumbs down, is there not? I don't think they count the number of thumbs down. Thumbs, thumb, thumb downs? Thumbs, thumb downs? Anyways. No more um, thumb downs. Give us a like and subscribe there, please, God. Shout out to Go Services, Bose Bar and Stage, Tourism Red Deer, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Sawback Brewing Company. Happy third birthday. You gonna sing? Nope. Okay. I just did, basically. <laughs> that was pretty Halfway close. There. That's why I was wondering. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Ryan and Riley, shout out to uh, Communal Creative Studios here in Red Deer. Yes, and, and you, Pete. And you, Patrick. No, 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 no. I yeah. said it first. It's all you. I'll see you next Wednesday. 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 The Road, the Stage is produced by Ryan Cooley and Riley Suryan, recorded in Red Deer, Alberta, and in partnership with Bose Bar and Stage, Troubled Monk, and Tourism Red Deer. The Road, the Stage. 